millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. There's two, two NASA vehicles, and when we zoom out, check this out, um, there's there's a little little dot I can click on and get some information, and it says um, Arctic Camp, and then there's another one. There it is. Uh, it says Roving the Arctic. Are they rubbing it in our faces? Roving the Arctic. Aren't there pictures of a rover there too? I think I've seen yes. pictures of a rover there. It's a little rover, yeah, down there. Go check NASA's website. You'll see them all there too. Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. That was my longtime friend David Weiss and Jaron Campanella, and they're back to discuss Space Woo, one of my very favorite topics. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. There's no denying that gold is hot right now, and so is inflation. Prices are soaring, and experts are predicting there's more to come. Not so long ago, gold reached its all-time high of $2,069 an ounce, and now it's inching ever closer to that number once again. Bank of America, one of the largest banks in the world, is saying gold will rise further still to over $2,200 an ounce this year. Gold is already a safety net for your hard-earned money, and now when the stock market is all over the place and the value of the dollar is very uncertain, being safe really counts like never before. Now, there's always a risk of investment, and there's no guarantee of any kind, so do your own due diligence. Noble Gold is offering a 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin for any qualified IRA or old 401k rollover. Terms apply. A solid silver U.S. Mint issued coin celebrating our national parks, free with every qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey, friends, thanks so much for being here. It's wonderful to have you back. Sean from SGT Report here. Today, we're going to take a break from all of the bad news, and there's a litany of it, a potential World War III with Russia over Ukraine and a potential war with China over Taiwan, and of course, the economic collapse and the demise of the dollar. Well, today we're going to take a break from all of that bad news to focus on the woo. Space woo, specifically, with my friends David Weiss and Jaron Campanella, guys, and we're going to talk a little bit about woo and the Commercial Lunar Exploration Program in Japan. The Hakutu-R Mission 1 The thing just crashed a couple of weeks ago. As they say, it approached the moon. We're going to show you some footage and discuss this. Let me welcome my guests. First, David, welcome back. 
Sean, thanks for having me on again. And thanks for having the courage to touch these, as you put it, woo topics. I feel that they're the most important topics of our time. And we'll get into that. Well, I always enjoy talking with you guys. And Jaron is back as well. Jaron is on YouTube. How are you, Jaron? Doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. It's uh, good to be back. And I feel like I was just here. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago we talked. And, uh, you know, when I saw this footage from the uh, Commercial Lunar Exploration Program as it approached the moon, they say, so much of it is simulated footage. I reached out to David and said, maybe we should do a show about this. But first, let me do a screen share. I want to kick this off with just a bit of inspiration, guys, to set the stage today. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Gentlemen, when I watched that show as a young man, boy, it really made me dream big things about going to other worlds and getting off planet here and exploring the universe. And evidently the commercial lunar exploration program, the Hakutu R mission one. Well, they just did that. They visited our lunar friend, the moon, didn't they, David? Uh, absolutely. The, when you look at the, the footage that we see, most people read the story, watch the, the two second clip on the news and they're like, wow. But if you actually watch the launch, they show you how ridiculous this is. You can use your common sense and stop believing the nonsense, but you have to understand the level of deception in this world. So as we go through today, I'm sure we're going to show you um, some of that. And then it's up to you to look further and verify all this stuff yourself. All right. Let me go to this footage of the Hakutu R Mission 1 blast off, guys. We'll play about 30 seconds of this, and then we're going to get into the simulation. So much of what they showed here are computer simulations. We're going to the moon, and we're just getting started. After 100 days of deep space cruise, the Series 1 lander arrived in lunar orbit. The successful completion of this long voyage not only validates the Series 1 lunar lander design, it represents the completion of a series of successes for iSpace. The verification of our communication technology, structural design, software, maneuver operations, and others, all while having overcome unexpected issues and hurdles along the way. All right, unexpected issues and hurdles along the way. Guys, we're just going to jump ahead here, and then I'm going to turn it over to my guests. But at 106.15, I wrote this down. Now, we see... The speed of our lander in the upper right corner, around 700 kilometers per hour, under 7 kilometers above the surface. We are getting closer and closer. The lander continues to fire its propulsion system, and we are now around L minus 2 minutes. Close to 500 kilometers per hour, under 6 kilometers above surface. Do you guys want to comment on this? I'll just pause it. I just think the whole thing is completely absurd, and uh, there's never any live actual footage. It's all simulation. I'll cue something else up, and I'll turn it over to my guests. Anybody want to comment on this? Well, I'll just say one of the things uh, that bothers me the go most ahead, go ahead, is when people say that, well, you know, what are you saying? All these guys are lying, right? Because that's the weird thing is that there's, you know, 50 people behind consoles and 100 people there, and people say, oh, I can't imagine them all lying. And I don't believe that. I don't think that they're all lying either. I think that those guys are reviewing data that's coming into their computer consoles 
but we have no idea where the data is coming also, from. The very important point so people that- assume that just because you're sitting at a console, the only thing that can come into the console is, has to be from where they say it is or whatever. And it's just baffling. And you can even go back and look at Gene Krantz, who said that there's, uh, you know, all the controllers in the NASA Apollo mission control wouldn't have known the difference between simulation data or real data. There's no way to tell the difference. So we, we know that they can just be getting simulated data. And again, if you've built a satellite and then you think it's launched into space and you're sitting at a console and you get some information back about it, you're going to assume that it's your craft. You built it, they sent it, and now you're getting data back from it. But it doesn't mean that. Be very easy to fool those people. Dave, do you have any comment? Why do they always simulate everything? NASA does this. Hakutu R Mission 1. All of the footage, almost all of the footage is simulated. And then we'll show you a couple of things which they claim to be real. Did you said almost all of it? I haven't seen any that's not simulated yet. Can I um? Can I share? Can I um show something here? Sure. Let me stop my screen share. Go ahead. Okay. So this is um. Where they go? Sorry. Um. This was a launch just the other day that SpaceX put up. Um. And this is the the Starship that went up. So we're going to analyze this real quick here. So here it goes. Now watch all of this smoke. Tons of smoke. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Now think about the thrust. This is hundreds of tons of weight. And all of a sudden it starts going. Now that thrust would obliterate all of the smoke right here, but there's no effect on it at all. So now look, we have a clear sky, nice blue sky, and it takes off. Now there's a, looks like a storm cloud coming in. It's from a distance. And now all they show us is this close shot. Now, why is it wobbling? Is there a smoke trail? They won't even let us see on this one because I claim when there's not a smoke trail, it's not a real rocket. Let's just jump forward a little bit. And so this thing is speeding up at 200 miles per hour faster every five minutes, every five seconds. Sorry, because the engines are going. There's only a certain amount of time to get to the speed. So this thing is going thousands of miles an hour. Okay, but if you look, this is a ground camera, right? How come it's not just disappearing? And then they show us this weird thing, right? They have 33 engines. Did you know that, Sean? The, the, the launch they did, just did, they made sure everyone knows it's 33 engines. Fascinating. Again, 33. But I want, to, I want you to watch right here. As it goes, we're back to a blue sky again. And look at this smoke. Now, how fast is that smoke coming off of this? Is this thing going thousands of miles an hour or maybe 30 miles an hour? 50. I mean, think about how holding a smoky, um, you know, burning something out the window of your car on the highway. Would it, would the smoke be going faster than this? I, I, I say yes. Right. So now this thing is speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. Let's just jump forward a little bit. And all of a sudden, let me go forward. It starts doing this spin. Look, it's turning sideways. Now it's going backwards. It's going sideways and backwards at thousands of miles an hour, right? It's going to get a little clearer in a second. Somehow they're going to get a better shot, right? But if you if you really analyze this and look at the smoke, this thing is barely moving. How is this spinning around at thousands of miles an hour? And in the second, it's going to explode. And if you hear the soundtrack, everyone's so happy that it exploded. It's literally like a laugh track on Seinfeld. The thing that got me is they're doing a test. They don't have any payload whatsoever. There's not. They're just testing the rocket. And it sat there for nearly seven seconds before it even moved. Well, it was seven seconds that dug a big hole in the concrete underneath. Oh, it destroyed everything. Yeah. Robert's captured some of the images of it where some of the concrete went through the back of a car. I pulled Google Earth up 
and measured it, that concrete was going out into the ocean more than a half a mile away. Wow. That's quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah. But without a payload to sit on the launch pad, I mean, it's probably burning about uh, 30 tons per second. So it had to wait for the weight to reduce down before it had enough power to lift off. What I found interesting, though, is not only the, the time, like I said, uh, without payload, you imagine it, it's not even lift off if you put a payload on it until more than half of it would sit there for a whole minute. You put 100 tons on the thing, and you're going to have to wait a whole minute before the thing's even going to leave a launch pad, but there wouldn't be a launch pad left. Then I was watching the acceleration rate at which it got up to where it's going to break the sound barrier and stuff like that, right? And then the total height. I mean, it burnt the entire tank off, and it was, what, 24 miles up, which is half of what a Saturn V would do. And then it rotates. Now, think about the weight and the momentum. Isn't that going to tear that apart when it's doing that? Why would it be rolling like that? Because when you see those little flares coming off there, they lost all their guidance systems. They had nothing left. Yeah, but then they tried to say that that was planned. Oh, but they said everything was a success because as soon as they cleared the launch pad, everything was gravy after that. Okay, there's there's tons of steel, but it just disappears. And then that's it. That's all they show you. Jaron? No, you nailed it pretty good. I mean, it's just all so absurd. And they're not going to do it in a way that's very easy for you to pinpoint the fakery, right? Because then once it's outed, it's out. So instead, they use many different methods. So this is why you'll get people say, oh, that can possibly be CGI for this reason, or they couldn't possibly be on wires for that reason. But they're doing it all. They, they, they utilize many different techniques to uh, confuse you. But now, I mean, we've seen with AI, and if you want to even go um, into the kind of CGI or green screen effects, it's, it's insane to the level that they can do things. You know, there's people out there who say that the ISS must be real, Sean, because they show us a 40-minute uh, video of somebody taking us through the ISS. And it, it just baffles me that people are so far gone that they don't realize that you could cut video and put it together and nobody could tell. Like, what do you mean? That this happens every day in TV that you watch, in movies. They always are cutting scenes. You don't even notice that they do it. Or, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that OK Go music video, those guys on the uh, Vomit yeah. Comet. Yep. Right. Well, in that video, there is no edits. There is no cuts that you would say, oh, you know, th that's where it was cut. It looks like it end a never-ending piece. But again, they were able to cut pieces together. That's what video editors do. And then they're able to kind of tie them together with either a fade or something, and then people don't know. So it's just baffling the things that people think are evidence or proof. You know, this uh, mission, the iSpace mission that you just showed, they have one picture that they took of the Earth, and because there's a little shadow on the Earth, people say, well, look, it has to be real because they took this during an eclipse. And so that we can actually see the shadow of the moon on the Earth. And it's like, that is not proof. There you go. Thanks, Dave. You know, they think that this is proof that that photograph is real. It's just baffling to me. It's like, first of all, I went and brought that same image up on uh, the Himawari 8, which is the satellite that takes pictures supposedly every 10 minutes, even though they don't upload them for like 25 or 30 minutes. But... I went and looked, and the, the, the Terminator line is coming over. It's almost hitting Australia at that exact time. So something's wrong. And again, people will always say, oh, well, what are you saying? The Himawari's real then? But if you're basing it on that, I'm like, no. But if, if I can find a discrepancy there, it says one of three things. Either one, that the Himawari 8 is fake. Number two, that this iSpace thing is fake. Or three, they're both fake. It has to be one of those. It can't be that they're both real. So therefore, I, I can use deductive reasoning and reach conclusions that other people seem to be too far gone to realize that uh, we can be lied to on a massive level. These same people who will go around in conspiracy circles and tell us this is, we're being lied to about this. We're being lied to about this. We're being lied to about this. But the day, the second you bring up flat earth, they lose their minds and say, 
oh, you're trying to discredit things. Like, no, you're discrediting things by telling me that the things that I can go touch and test and, and actually verify are fake or I'm being lied to about. But then about space, the one place I can't go, the place I'll never be able to go and verify, you want me to believe that story. It's it's actually an insane level of, uh, um, it's a mental disability to to think that, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to call out these liars for all their lies everywhere that I can see and touch. But then when they tell me a fantastical story about Narnia, well, that I'm going to believe because I'm too connected to it. I I don't want to uh, even think that they're lying about that. But it's just kind of embarrassing that we should all recognize we're being lied to. And if people would wake up, I'll show you some pictures later of like Saturn and things like that that they say are from space. I'm not saying you need to join me and be like the Earth's flat, but you need to join me and say we need to you know, go to NASA and and, uh, demand accountability. These guys have $70 million a day, Sean, 70. What, what would you expect from somebody who's given $70 million a day of our tax money? I'd expect, expect a lot more than what we get. We don't get anything. Hey, Dave, just for the audience, could you call up those Apollo mission pictures of the Earth and just let's show folks what we're talking about? Because this type of shenanigans has been going on for since the beginning. So... This this is from um, official space agency websites, and there's so many different versions, but they, this is Apollo 9, Apollo 11, Apollo, Apollo 12. It's the same photo. The clouds are the same. The craters are the same, but they just change it. Oh, this one's closer. This one's farther. They zoomed in, zoomed out, right? Same, same, you know, different missions, same clouds, okay? There's so many examples um, of this that uh, it, it's actually kind of mind-blowing. Um, for example, the, um, the, or this is the, this is, uh, two photos from NASA 2012 and 2013. Do you see a problem? Okay. Maybe it was colder in 2013. And that's why the earth got the United States shrank to a quarter of its size, right? Here's the United States. Here it is. All right. So again, there's so many comparisons when you start looking at, uh, images of the earth. Uh, just to show that it is pure fakery. Let me show you another one. I may have shown it on a previous stream, but for those of you that um, haven't seen it, it's it's worth um, seeing again. Let me just pull it up. Um, so this is a uh, this is that 2012 shot, and we can't verify any of this, but we can verify. Uh, we can drive across Mexico and Baja and figure out this is 934 miles. Okay, so here's our scale. NASA tells us the diameter, a straight line through the Earth, 7,917. I should be able to fit eight and a half of these in between these two lines. And eight and a half doesn't even fit on my screen here. Okay? So what can we determine by this? Is the Earth flat? We can't determine that. We can determine that this is a painting. This is nonsense. Okay? Um, and, and there's so many problems. You know, all, NASA, is the only, NASA admits they don't have any photographs of Earth. Right. It's only the people that want to defend the globe that think there um, there are there are um, photographs of Earth. For example, here's that same shot again. We take a world map and we say, okay, this is about what we're seeing on there. All of the rest of this has to be on the other side of this globe. Mm -hmm. Can you fathom that? And what what happens right here is most people go, "I, I, I can't I can't understand that. The reason you can't understand that is because it's so idiotic. It makes no sense. And people are like, well, it has to be real. And I'm not smart enough. And they defer to authority, to supposed authority, a guy in a bow tie, you know, with a lab coat. Um, so, you know, there, there's countless images um, 
like this, right? Here's another one, you know. Um, here we have Africa, right? Same thing. The rest of this is on the other side of the globe. How's that possible? How's that possible? It's not possible. That's how it's possible. Yeah, it doesn't make any um, sense. Hey, can I do a screen and share? Then, oh, yeah, one, one, one quick second, one quick second. Um, people say, well, there wasn't Photoshop back then when he took the picture. And here's the blue marble admitted by a NASA visual artist, Robert Simmons, that he painted. He did it in Photoshop based on data. But what would be harder to paint, Sean? This or this wine and cheese on a, you know, on a table with a beautiful view, right? This, the, the, the earth would be easier uh, to paint. Okay. But the truth is Sorry. they're both, fo- they're, they're both photos. This is a photorealistic painting. Okay. So anyone to say that, well, how would they fake it? I, I would swear up and down. This was real. If I didn't know it was fake and it's way better than the earth. I just wanted to go back to this footage of uh, the Hokutu mission just to show folks what they claim to be real footage of the moon. So according to these folks, the commercial lunar exploration program people in Japan, this is actual footage. Let me just play it of the moon in video of what they claim to be the Earth. This is really amazing uh, video. I'm, I'm really amazed. Thank you. And I believe we have one more image. Yep. Yet again, a video. Okay, so let me pause it. So, Dave, you make the point that NASA admits that uh, they use computer imagery and what would you say? They use, um, you call them paintings, but really they're called what? What do they call that? They call them images. They they don't use the word photograph. They say images and pictures right mm-hmm. because that that's not lying they have, i think they have this thing where they they try not to lie but if you look at the the picture that you're showing right now sean we got a full moon so the sun is directly behind the camera don't you think there should be some long shadows reaching in that way across the moon because you know the, whenever they show us the moon it has these like hills and big rocks and stuff you think there would be long stretching shadows that they could at least show us that but the, the moon is literally, you know, the sun would be setting if you were on the moon right there. It would be setting behind you. I mean, a better one to show that is the one with the eclipse. Because if you understand what they say the eclipse is, then that, go back to that video. I've got eclipse, it right here. I, here we go. Or the image. Right. So if you kind of look at this and you realize where we are, if we were on the moon, how would there be light on the part of the moon that we're on? If we're seeing the full lit earth, the moon, the sun should be coming from behind us. And if the sun's coming from behind us, then those shadows would be extremely long. Those shadows look like the sun's above us. But if it's, you know, so the sun's above us and shining light down on the moon that's lit and then the earth part is fully lit, that shouldn't be the way it would come. It wouldn't be that way. And another thing, shadows don't work over great distances. I challenge people, go outside and get a basketball. If it's early in the day, hold it against the wall. If it's, you know, middle of the day, put it on the ground and look at the beautiful crisp shadow that you'll see on, on the, on the ground or on the wall. Now just move it away four or five feet, 10 feet and the shadow's gone. The shadow becomes blurred and it, it's not crisp. How do we have a, a shadow of the moon a quarter of a million miles away from the earth on the earth and again the shadow is smaller than the moon it's only the shadow is only 70 miles wide uh, during an eclipse and that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever yeah let me show you guys one more thing i think this is the smoking gun of this uh hakuto mission which i think was april 25th i don't know if i have that date right i think that was the date so let me play this this is the simulation that shows a safe and successful landing. And then let me explain what happened. Reason to, for concern yet, we are still seeing the animation going. 
Three kilometers per hour. Animation. Only meters above the surface now. And you wouldn't put a camera on this craft. And I mean, now we are at the moment of planned landing time. Again, everyone, please give us a few moments to confirm. Give us a few moments to confirm. Here's what happened. Minute after minute after minute goes by. Watch this here in real time. Trying to confirm the landing, attempting to reestablish communication with the lander, they say. This went on for 18 minutes. Then it faded to a commercial of propaganda just showing like scientists and satellites and like prepping rockets and music. And there was no voiceover. 18 minutes of propaganda. Then at 135.30 in this clip, they come on to say that they can't confirm a landing. And of course, days go by and they say it must have crashed. See, this is my problem. This is why I wanted to have this conversation with you guys, because all they feed us is simulations. And you know what? If I was a betting man, I bet I could have made a bet. I could have made a lot of money betting that they would not successfully land on the moon. I bet I could do that in Vegas. And I would have made a lot of money because I know they can't do it, in my opinion. They can't do it. Jaron? Yeah, it's insane. Let me uh, share my screen, actually, and I'm going to show you this the Himawari footage, and you can see that how different it is here. Oops, let me... Real quick, while Jaron's getting ready to do that, Sean, my budget is zero, not $71 million a day like NASA. And uh, I've changed my location to uh, the ISS, where I'm floating on the ISS. It's, I mean, it's literally that simple. Dave's in space, folks. <laughs> so think about what the orbit of the moon is told to us to be, which is if this is the Earth, then the orbit is like supposed to be five degrees inclined either way like this, right? So that's what they say, you know, only five degrees. But if you look at the shadow as it comes in to the Earth here, now picture in their worldview, where's the moon and where's the sun that would cause this kind of shadowing? So well, here comes the shadow coming from the bottom, right? And it's coming up here. Now this is the sun. So the sun's kind of working its way this way, which again, in their model, the sun would be standing still technically. The Earth is spinning. And then here comes the moon. But the moon's going to kind of do one of these, which is just weird to me. How is it? That's not five degrees. That's much more than five degrees. But if you kind of go through this, and these pictures come out, they say every 10 minutes, they take about 25 minutes to come out. I'm sure it's just collecting all the cloud data from all the weather stations and weather balloons. And then if you try and match it up with wherever you saw it on that uh, image from iSpace, it, it, maybe it's about, because uh, it looks like the shadow is past maybe halfway of Australia, so maybe like there. I mean, but now, so we have this Terminator line that's coming here. So an enormous the, the picture that they're showing us from so-called the moon cannot be real. To me, because again, if this is in shadow, then that's in shadow. I mean, you can't, you can't have it lit from another point of view. It's not lit because the sun's not on it. So to me, this is just so easily shown to be a, a fraud. And we never get to see the moon cross the earth. Remember this, uh, I mean, or go behind it. This one here is only 20,000 miles away. So you wouldn't see it go in front, but you should be able to see it go behind. You never see it go behind. Uh, it's just such fabrication to me. It's not even uh, a question. I mean, imagine this satellite is supposedly in lockstep with the Earth, right? So the Earth is spinning, and the satellite's just right there with it. Uh, never has any errors. You know, the other day I was looking at the Mars <clears> rovers. <throat> so funny, man. That Curiosity rover is one that uh, was supposed to go up and be up there for two years, and it's now working on its 12th or 13th year. So how – and it's just because they can go back to Congress every time and say, oh, it's still running, and we still need more money, and Congress has – okay, well, we'll just give them more money, I guess. So they keep giving them more money, and then we're not getting anything out of it. They say it's still looking for – microbial life on mars and if they find anything like that 
um, people should be prepared for that. We know that the you know disclosure is coming, and you know this whole Bluebeam project probably uh, finish off with what uh, Warner von Braun told his secretary, right, Carol Rosen, that uh, right. the alien inv- uh, invasion would be coming. Yep, the last That's card they would play. That's right. right. That's what Werner von Braun said would be the last card they would play. Sean, just one, one thing I want to say, Jaron's talking about the Himawari 8, and that's what a lot of people, when they, when they start Googling flat earth stuff, they're like, well, what about the Himawari 8? It sends a picture every 15 minutes, as Jaron pointed out. Uh, it take, they, they work on the picture for another 20 minutes after it's taken. But we, uh, uh you know, a bunch of researchers, and I, I think Jaron was, was one of the people that found this. We found a NASA web server. Okay. An FTP server that had thousands and thousands of folders with every day and every hour of the images that they used for Hemawari. And it showed how they were using cloud data, the blue marble flat map wrapped it around a sphere and put it all together. It literally showed us everything. This is a, these are the, this is the web server right now, which they've since closed, but they take cloud data. They wrap it on, uh, they, they wrap it on a ball and basically it 100% proves that they're faking images of earth, uh, using the so-called Hemawari satellite. And again, you have these same people that want to use that as evidence. They say, oh, it's not possible that we would have. Do you know how many balloons it would take to get all the cloud data from around the world? Well, then we go show them that there's a thousand balloons that go up from a thousand every day on Earth every day twice. So 2000 balloons go up for just weather data, for just cloud data, which you wouldn't even need if there were satellites. I mean, you wouldn't need it at all. If you had satellites up there, what would you need balloons for to check cloud data? You already have satellites. a thousand balloons are launched every day at the exact same time, twice a day for, right. for weather data. And so then put that into a computer. You can wrap it all around right here. This is showing the, this is the cloud data for one of the images, but the, the image that they showed us, it, it was nighttime. Okay. And uh, if it, it'll jump forward in a second. It, and so like, how did they see the cloud data on, I mean, on the left? Basically, it just shows how they put it all together. Um, one other quick thing on the on the moon, you know, they're showing hey, us that. Something? Hey, can I just say something real quick, though, about these balloons? Just for the audience who may not have heard this, it's my understanding that the world's largest consumer of helium is NASA. So let that sink by far. In. Yeah, by far. I think they own all of the major helium companies in the world. And that doesn't count every other balloon that's going up. So there's still other balloons. I don't remember the guy's name that worked with Victor Glover. You remember? I don't remember his name. But he told us that there is at any time... 50,000 balloons above your head at any, at any time. That's just military. He's a military guy who told us that. So again, these are things that people just don't know because they're not told. And this is why the Chinese spy balloon, right. You know, was such a big deal when it was just probably a satellite and they had to cover the story. And uh, so they use that one. Sean, did you uh, watch the new film level with me? The third in the series? No, uh-uh. uh, it's at level with me. Film.com. You can find it at flat If you forget, and uh, it's amazing. But they went to the NASA balloon facility and got some amazing footage. And a guy came out like, what are you guys doing filming here? And he basically admitted that he has no idea about other satellites that are in the sky other than balloons. Um, it, it's a it's a great a great if you want to learn about NASA um, being exposed and and about the flat earth too. level with me film dot com. You can find it at flat earth dot com. But I want to just go back to the moon for a second. So this is the moon lander. And the rocket thruster is down here. Okay. Right. And now this thing's going to leave. What the left the rocket thruster? There's no thruster here. So what, what happened there? Did it explode and just send that thing up in the air and magically the orbiter is going to meet with it? I mean, that's like skeet shooting. If you're lucky, right? You have to sh- at the exact second. So there's two grown men in there without chairs. Okay. 
an explosion happens. They leave the thruster on the moon and they meet with the orbiting orbiter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is a, a lack of critical thinking if you want to believe that. So how dare you do? Yeah, that that's actual footage. Who panned up? How did they get the film in 1970, whatever year it was, 60, 69, 70? Um, how did they get it back to Earth? Okay. Maybe the guy that they left on the moon to film it is the guy that filmed the Japanese thing landing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was reading something today that said that they when they were on the rover that uh on the moon, that there was a guy at NASA who could control the camera on the rover. I just think these things are so funny. Yeah. Like they couldn't do it today if they even tried. And um, Should, go ahead, dude. No, go ahead, finish. I, I want to bring bring up something. Um, I was going to share my screen and just show something about the NASA landing. So I mean, Sean, sometimes their own stories just don't make sense, right? So they tell us that Mars has one percent of the atmosphere of Earth. Right? So one percent. So basically, that's the equivalent of I guess being like eighty thousand feet high. And we've watched people launch these balloons. And what's incredible about the balloons when they pop and they start falling is that the parachute doesn't open for a while. It doesn't open until about 60, 50,000 miles because I'm sorry, 50,000 feet because there's no air at 70,000 feet, right? So there's nothing to fill up any kind of a, of a parachute. Well, I mean, this was what I need people to explain. So these are different. Let's start with the, uh, this is 2020. This is the Chinese one. And this is the curiosity. So here's China's. This is the most recent one. And you'll notice I'm just flipping back and forth between uh, this is China's, this is NASA's, and they're going to show you what happens when they land this craft on Mars. And first of all, it's coming in at like 50,000 miles per hour, right? Then it's going to stop somehow. How is it going to stop if it's going through space at 50,000 miles per hour and there's no atmosphere? They say things stop on Earth because it hits the atmosphere. Well, if it's 1%, so this craft is flying in just like if we press play here. Here comes the one from uh, China. They're showing how they did it. And again, they're going to show this hit like a wall. And now it's just shooting little jets. That's really going to stop you going 50,000 miles per hour in free space. Now it's hitting some sort of atmosphere, even though there is no atmosphere for it to hit. Here's the uh, one from NASA, Curiosity. Let's go back to China, kind of looking at the same thing here so far. Now it's hitting some sort of atmosphere. We know that. That's not true. Here's this one. Now watch what they say happens. From here, all of a sudden, this thing shoots out a parachute. Okay, A parachute with 1%. We, or we can see that happen on Earth. It's impossible. Nothing opens. Doesn't There is no parachute. They're like, oh, this parachute will stop it. And what? What atmosphere is doing that? Then this magical craft drops some uh, little, where's that little rover craft go? Oh, here it is. So it drops this craft down. It comes down and it's just shooting gut. I mean, this is like a worse than a movie. You wouldn't see this in a movie. And yet we're supposed to believe this is happening in real life on Mars. And you go, oh, look, here's the view of it. Then this thing comes down and it's going to lower this thing on some ropes. And it's like <laughs> holding it by ropes and shooting guns out and shooting jets. And, then, and this is far less atmosphere than the top of Everest, where we can't fly a drone, a copter, or anything to save people that are freezing to death and dying. And this thing just drops it and takes off. I mean, who in their right mind? This is embarrassing that there's people like, I get it. If you don't want to be a flat earther, don't be a flat earther. But if you don't question this and you don't call NASA out on their bullshit, then I think you're um, you're contributing to the, to the lie. Because, I mean, right. again, here comes this craft coming down here. It's going to magically drop this little rover from inside of its little and again we don't get to see any of this why wouldn't they put it now it's shooting lasers out so that it can do ground radar i mean if you believe this to me i mean i think that you are just uh i think they're making fun of you i think they're laughing in, in rooms and and tolerating it like how does anybody believe that this is what's actually going on this is what they're telling us is happening this isn't like theoretical like this is what we want to do in 20 years they're saying this is what we did this is how we got that craft to mars so it's like yeah 
it's insane. And if you even go back, I mean, that was just the curiosity was this one. This was China's. And then this is the Perseverance, which is the exact same video. I mean, it's not exactly the same. It's just the same story, which is this thing comes in. It launches out some uh, parachute, which is impossible. They even tell us that there's a uh, helicopter there. A helicopter is flying on Mars right now. What, what do you mean? In 1% atmosphere? How would, it, how would the helicopter move? And it, and it's going, it's transferring, you know, during the day, it's like 200 degrees and then at night it's 250. You know, how do batteries on that drone survive? I can't fly my drone when it's below freezing. Remember when they told us that there's nothing but dust storms on Mars, there's all these dust storms, but then we'll see a, a picture of the rover and it'll be covered in dust. And then the next day it's just cleaned off. Mm-hmm. Who cleaned off the rover? Mm-hmm. How is it getting clean? So we just have to believe that there's dust storms coming through and then clean storms coming through. Uh, here, well, here's then, the helicopter right here. This is, I mean, they say this helicopter is, uh, this one here, is yeah. sitting on Mars and is flying around taking videos and things like that. And it costs them billions of dollars to make these. It's all just going into the, the black ops. Uh, you know, pretty, uh, what is this thing here? Oh, interesting. So anyway, they also show you, I don't know if you've ever seen the image. They show you an image that was supposedly taken from the craft of this thing going around. And the image has the, the shadow of the uh, blades perfect on the ground when it's like, no, if, and it was supposedly flying. It's like that. You couldn't go above a helicopter and try and take a picture of the helicopter blades, perfect shadows on the ground. That's not how things work. So it's just embarrassing at this point that we don't have at least people saying NASA prove this. I mean, these guys are making up stories about somewhere. What is, what is Mars away? 90 million miles, 150 million miles, something like that. It, here's, here's the photo of, this thing is flying, and they say the way it flies is the rotors go extra fast. That's their official explanation. And how did it get a perfectly clear shot of the rotors? This is the shadow of the of the rover. Yeah. I mean, of the of the of the of the drone. Right. Okay, catch that. I mean, look at this. Look what what are we looking at here? Okay, it's it's absolute insanity. Can I show you guys something as it pertains to calling out NASA on their BS? Let's just bring it a little bit closer to Earth. You guys probably saw this. In fact, you guys probably know this guy. He was undoubtedly inspired by your work. He's in the movie. He's in the movie uh, Level With Me. All right. Well, this is before the Brevard County Commission, and I want you guys to chime in at any point. I can pause it at any point, or we can listen to the whole two minutes. Here it comes. I'd like to bring to your attention a potential fraud on an enormous scale happening in your county. There's now clear evidence of NASA using numerous methods to grossly mislead the public about astronauts being on the International Space Station. During interior ISS scenes from NASA's own live feed, the use of wires, harnesses, green screens, and virtual reality have been detected to achieve the appearance of a weightless environment. Examples of this include astronauts fading in and out of the screen, green screen glitches, grabbing objects that aren't really there, pulling on invisible wires, getting tangled in their harnesses, and even astronauts appearing out of thin air. This begs the obvious question. If they're really up there, why are they using Hollywood techniques to fake the footage? Now, unfortunately, I can't show you these clips in here today, but I will be sending them to you. Outside the International Space Station, during spacewalks, air bubbles have been recorded on numerous occasions. How is it possible for air bubbles to be present in the vacuum of space? I once questioned astronaut Scott Kelly about this phenomenon. His body language and answers only created more questions. In 2013, astronaut Luca Parmitano nearly drowned during a spacewalk when his helmet filled with water. This happened again just last year. Air bubbles, helmets filling with water, and drowning. Are they in space or are they underwater? Now, what's really interesting is that they trained for spacewalks in an underwater pool with a complete ISS replica. 
Now, surely they aren't filming these spacewalks in an underwater pool and then editing them to appear if they're in space, because that sure would be something, wouldn't it? I'm calling on the Brevard County Commissioners to open a full investigation into NASA's fraudulent practices and use of taxpayer dollars. It costs NASA $3 billion per year to operate the ISS, and if they don't have a darn good explanation as to why they're faking these videos, I and the public would like a darn good explanation as to where our tax money is going. And if they are indeed faking the funk, it is our duty to expose and eliminate this fraudulent and astronomically wasteful ISS program. That's Justin Harvey. His uh, Rumble channel is We Are Change Orlando No Spaces. Uh, he's done some outstanding work on the, you know, the Jibby Jab, uh, you know, talking to the city councils uh, on that and a lot of space stuff. Uh, I encourage people to go check him out for sure. So if that was let Justin me, me, Harvey, I think we've had him on this show before. You Maybe did. You, you did have Justin. On. You did okay. have Justin on. Okay. I think you had him on alone. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Justin. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Justin. He's uh, done outstanding work. And again, he's in level with me. Um, I highly recommend people check it out. Let me just show you right here what's going on. And I think Jeremy was the one that discovered this years ago. So this is Google Earth. And we're just going to zoom in on um, Greenland. Okay. And as we zoom in on Greenland on this the little island out there in the middle of nowhere, we zoom in, we zoom in, we zoom in. And what do we find right here? Oh, there's something going on down here. Yeah. So we zoom in. And we, uh, we go down to ground level and look, we got a ground level view. We look around and what do we see? We see first, uh, people's faces are all blurred out. It might be hard to see. So maybe that's a normal thing that they do. Maybe these people just don't want to be seen, but here's a NASA vehicle. And there's another one on the other side of it. Okay. Why do we have NASA, um, Mars logos and a place that looks just like Mars, what they show us? So there's two two NASA vehicles, and when we zoom out, check this out. Um, there's there's a little little dot I can click on and get some information right there. Where is it? And it says um, Ar- Arctic Camp, and then there's another one. There it is. Uh, it says Roving the Arctic. Are they rubbing it in our faces? Roving the Arctic. <laughs> Aren't there pictures of a rover there, too? I think I've seen yes. pictures of a rover there. It's a little rover yeah. there. there. Go check NASA's website. You'll see them all there, too. And I think that, you know, to me, I think that this is was maybe meant for us to find. I'm not sure that that means necessarily that's exactly where they're faking it, because I think they could throw us off by having something yeah. like that and then be faking it in the Atacama Desert or something. But it still is very peculiar that, imagine, why wouldn't you just build a simulated Mars environment right outside of your place in NASA? Why would you go to a remote place like that to you know to do your testing? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and this is uh, the new from the Smithsonian, a new, the new image of Mars and one of their moons. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at this. Is this like a dirty softball? You know, and I mean, what is this that people just want to eat it up? Um, whatever they're shown, because the problem is, Sean, we're good people. Everyone is born good and people are generally good they can't imagine this level of deception this level of evil but as you and i know sean there is some evil that even you and i have a hard time understanding in this world it's mind-blowing i mean the controllers of this world are luciferians so i think the uh, opaque nature of these programs uh are such that people don't recognize god anymore see that's the point of these programs is so is so that people don't believe in a god Right? They don't want us right. to believe in a creator. That's why evolution is a thing. That's why you can't teach 
anything but evolution, even though evolution now is being admitted by these top scientists to be completely and totally scientifically untenable. There is no transitional forms, right? There is nothing before a crocodile. There is nothing before an alligator. There's nothing before a giraffe. There's just the fossil record and a giraffe appears. So, you know, which one matches creation better? This is what they can never have, uh, you know, come out. But I wanted to show you this. Sean, you remember, you've seen the Tesla in space, yes? I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if people, we have Elon Musk where they ask him, you know, well, what did you do differently with that car? How did you get it ready? And he says, oh, nothing. It's the exact same car. We didn't even get it space ready. So if that's true, watch when this comes around here in a second. You're going to see the Earth come around and get behind uh, the Tesla vehicle. And you'll notice that the Earth can be seen here through the wheel well. See it? So this is not a real car. This is a piece of cardboard or something. How would you be able there's stuff that goes under here. There's stuff that goes behind the tire. There's it, it, they would have to completely redesign this car if this was true to be it'd be like a shell of a car. But again, so they're lying to us on many different um, facets or in many different ways. But I mean, this is so absurd that somebody would look at this and be like, "Yep, we live down here on this spinning ball in space flying 1.2 million miles per hour through the vacuum of space that exists next to this atmosphere and doesn't for some reason eat it up and just uh, equalize with it. Uh, it's all such fantasy, but because people feel like smarter people in front of them have discovered these things that they don't feel it's okay for them to question it. And science, what, what, what was the, you know, what are some important points of science? To me, I was brought up and told to question things is scientific, right? To dig into something is the scientific way to expose something, to be skeptical. These guys aren't skeptical of anything. There's, they're not even skeptical at all. They, they're skeptical of religion. They're skeptical of God. They're skeptical of Christianity. They're skeptical of Muslims. They're skeptical of that. But when it comes to anybody speaking on a scientific level, they're not even skeptical anymore. They just think, well, if you're talking about outer space, you must be telling the truth. And I think it's embarrassing. And how long will it go on until we as a people demand evidence or proof? And as long as, because what I kind of thought was going to happen is when we start talking about this stuff, that a bunch of people would get together and turn to NASA and require them to prove things. Instead, You've got all these little boys who have now blocked NASA. They go up against us, battling us, and NASA never has to answer for anything, never has to do anything. It's like they have little henchmen that they that are just henchmen out of, uh, I guess, pure hatred for the creator. Because most of atheists and most of science believers are you know, not very big fans of religion. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor. Did you know Bank of America is saying gold will go to 20? Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. 2200 this year? An all-time high. Invest in a gold IRA with Noble Gold Investments today and take advantage of this rare opportunity to secure your retirement savings. Now remember, there's always a risk of investment and no guarantee of any kind, so do your own due diligence. But I myself own gold. With the experts at Noble Gold Investments, you can ride the wave of gold's historic rise to financial security amidst all the inflation. This month, they're offering a solid silver 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin with every qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com to secure your wealth and bag a free 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin if you qualify. noblegoldinvestments.com that's noblegoldinvestments.com. Jaron and Dave, let me just point something out to you guys. I'm going to back you up, Jaron. So when you question any of this, they say that's you waging war on science. Do you guys remember when the National Geographic put the truth on their cover back in March of 2015? The 100% truth, I'll show you. Here it is. Climate change does not exist. Evolution never happened. The moon landing was fake. Vaccinations can lead to autism, and genetically modified food is evil. <laughs> See, those five things I am in total agreement with, but they call that the war on science, guys. Yeah, right. Sean. What you'll find out is these people that dedicate their lives to going up against flat Earth, they um, they have a lot in common. They all uh, everything about the moon landing is real. Everything about space is real. Everything about the the COVIDs is real. Um, and you know, and all of the things that we know are nonsense. They they're all in alignment on them. 
They're all in alignment on them, and they just make up stuff, not, not um, you know, left and right. So the reason they make up things, Dave, is because they feel like they think what they're doing is virtuous and right, and so they feel like any lie that they tell to get there, to, to the you know the end. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's this is what they teach in school now. They teach in school that Werner von Braun is a great guy because he got us to the moon. Even though he killed people, you know, and was part of the SS and was all, you know, would actually hang people from the rafters who didn't work on his rockets in the correct way, the end justified the means he got us to the moon. So this is kind of what they're teaching children nowadays. So, Sean, the, the image that Jaron showed you before, this was at 170 miles, I believe, above Earth, right? They could see the whole round Earth, but the space station, which is 250 miles up, it can barely see the curve. Okay. So that's all you need. To know that this is fake. Or maybe this is real and the space station's fake. It's all fake. One is so, other, right? Yeah, when, when you when you look at it, um, there's no denying this. They, I mean, what is the excuse that they can see the whole round Earth and the space station, which is much higher, can't? There, there's no way those guys are up there in space going 17,500 miles per hour. The other day I was watching F-22 uh, fighter pilot or, or jet that was about four years ago in front of my house and it was doing these maneuvers and all. And I was just basking in the fact that I think that's like the height of human ingenuity. That is the, the greatest thing that humans do right now is fly like those fighter jets and do those crazy moves. And it's just so sad that they're not even given, given any credit because they're like flying 1500 miles per hour. It's like big deal. Astronauts go, you know, 65 year old ladies go up and they go, you know, uh, 17,500 miles per hour, which people don't even realize that's about 15 times the speed of a bullet. And we're supposed to believe that they're just flying in space and, and you know, and just going. I mean, it's it's absurd. It really is. Uh, there's nothing real about it to me. They, they've done such a terrible job. And then you can kind of see it all happen when the fact that, well, how did we learn about flat Earth? We learned in school it was the dumbest belief you can have. Well, I've gotten to the point in my life where now I realize that anything the government tells me, it's always been the opposite. So if something is the dumbest belief, they tell me it's the dumbest belief that there is, I tend to think it's probably the smartest. The other thing, just in regard to the faking of the moon missions and the ISS has some problems that were addressed by that guy, uh, by Justin Harvey. Uh, you know, we've got the uh, whistleblower testimony, the deathbed uh, confession from uh, given to Bart Sabrell about the fact that they faked the moon mission right. at a military base in Arizona. And there were witnesses there. And the witness, you know, provided this testimony. I guess he was the head of security. And uh, at that military base, and uh, you know, it was his deathbed confession. And so we know they faked the moon mission. So we know they're faking things. So if they fake the moon mission, what else are they faking? And the answer kind of appears to be pretty much everything. And that's why they can't let that information out. I used to think that, like, okay, when all these astronauts are dead from Apollo or something, they'll you know let it come out. But now I realize they can never because they have to keep telling the story that like large conspiracies don't exist. That they would never, ha- you know, they, somebody would always rat it out, even though we know. Any kind of secret that's being held right now, we wouldn't be able to quantify that, right? So they do these tests or experiments, and they say, oh, any conspiracy or any kind of secret, if 100 people knew it would be out, let out in this amount of time, you would never know those. You can't do science on that because it, me, me and Sean might have a secret that we've never told anybody we have a secret. So how are you going to quantify <clears throat> that into your experiment? You can't, right? Sean, the, the, you know, we mentioned earlier that uh, they're laughing. They're, they're totally laughing at us. Look at this new trend they're on here. So these are uh, articles from, you know, official space agency, um, you know, websites. Asteroid the size of 23 Borzoi dogs is about, is running close to Earth. Here's another one. 22 tuna fish. So okay. All right. The size of 22 tuna fish. 
right? Uh, the size of 69 American alligators will pass by Earth Tuesday, NASA, NASA warns. Okay, asteroid the size of 18 platypus to fly by closer to Earth. Okay, goes on, on. Wait, this is my favorite. All right, 787 matzahs set the Passover on Passover. Oh come on! So they're <laughs> this just is making real. fun. These are mainstream media articles. Yes, right. <laughs> what a joke! 90 elephants. Asteroid the size of 90 elephants discovered speeding towards Earth by NASA. Okay, again, this is an eggplants. Right, 48 eggplants. That one doesn't sound too scary. Okay, 48 eggplants, that's nothing. It can hit my backyard. I'll be fine. Okay? Isn't, Absolute total nonsense. Isn't an eggplant a metaphor for something sexually speaking? I, <laughs> an emoji? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'd, ha- I'd have to look that up. I think they're making fun of us in many more ways than just one, guys. Oh. <laughs> uh, Every holiday that comes by, and I, I've got video of them talking about how, how great of a PR team NASA has, that they're basically, that's all that they are as a PR team, that they're able to put out a story every, you know, two, three times a week. And then every holiday that comes around, they'll always be, you know, the jack-o'-lantern sun or the, you know, it's a pumpkin sun coming or it's a pumpkin asteroid or a skeleton asteroid coming on Halloween. Uh, you know, New Year's, it's, oh, look at this uh, galaxy that's got these USA colors. Um, people don't realize, and there was just somebody on 60 Minutes, I believe, uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, who flat out says that we don't know any of these things. And we don't, you know, oh, 95% of the universe is unknown to us. Uh, we're off by 10 to the 120th, which is a 10 with 120 zeros after, which people can't even fathom that kind of mistake. And yet these same people are telling us that they know what happened one one thousandth of a billionth of a trillionth of a second after the Big Bang. And if you believe that, if you believe in the Big Bang and you believe these guys can rewind the sky clock, it's basically just man worship. That somebody has told you that they can see back in time. Imagine that, that... We, we know anybody who says that is ludicrous, but that's what every astrophysicist believes that they're seeing back in time when they look through a telescope. It's insanity. Yeah, right. Hey, Dave, can you go back to that eggplant story? <laughs> okay. Do you have that handy? Um, that was under, I'm not going to remember what it was. Um, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So again, I think they're making fun of us in multiple ways. Where does eggplant emoji come from? The eggplant emoji first debuted in 2010 and quickly became a symbol for the male appendage. So these people are just making fun of us in multiple ways. So what does that say? 48 penises. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An asteroid the size of 48 male appendages will pass Earth today. So So, they just love to make fun of us. So Sean, since you went there, Let's take a look at some of the SpaceX rockets. What do we see here? Okay. Maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much, but <laughs> you know, what, what is going on here? Right. Then when they show us Jeff Bezos's rocket oh, and it, and it's going up, um, it always has this weird motion to it. Okay. Right. And his rocket looks exactly like a male appendage. Right. But it's always, for some reason, they always show it doing that. Right. And then if you, what you really want to see, we look at Bezos versus Virgin Galactic. Um, I don't know. I'm seeing an analysis of a very good comparison here to the, you know, female and male. It looks too coincidental for me. I'm not a coincidental, uh, theorist. I'm a conspiracy analyst. Right. Yeah. So they, they love their, sexual innuendo on one of the photos of earth that has sex in the clouds. And um, we've seen, we've seen all of this SpaceX. What are they saying there? SpaceX. 
it's all just dis- disgusting <laughs> that they do that. Uh, can I show a uh, clip? It kind of goes off what Dave was talking about, but I saw this the other day and thought this was a really good idea to show my wife. Like, this is one of the best I've seen in a while. It's from the YouTube channel 2018 Flat Earth. I mean, really- why does the shape of the earth even matter? What difference does it make to my life? Are you sharing? First, yeah, one second. The thing of crucial importance is not the shape. It's the lie. The lie of heliocentrism is one of the most insidious lies imaginable that replaces our common sense and lived experience with unproven theories and explanations from supposed experts. When children are indoctrinated to abandon the evidence of their senses in favor of this nonsensical globe model, a schism occurs in their psyche where they are no longer able to trust their own senses and experience and instead must trust information completely contrary to it. Presented by perceived authority figures. To teach such a false cosmology is incredibly deceitful and disempowering to the individual. And the result is that humanity has become just like the slaves in Plato's allegory of the cave. A child who learns not to trust the evidence of their senses becomes forever imprisoned within Plato's cave. A world of distorted shadows passed by Plato's puppet masters that blinds them to the reality beyond. So I think that that's so good. I think it really, um, you know, shows us cause I do believe that is the case and I do believe that's why they do it. And I think that we see this in the children today and the children that have, this is what atheism leads to, right? right. Which is a world like we have now that's just falling apart. So, uh, I hope that we can repair it, and it's going to take people waking up and not being uh, so in love with the with the slave system. Uh, I'll show one other thing here. I wanted to show you too, because Dave talked about you know them painting these Earth balls, but we have this video of them. This is NASA back in I don't know what year this was, but uh, wait, you can't see that yet. Hold on, there we go. <clears throat> so it's just funny because people always say, "Well, there was no CGI, so how would they have gotten pictures of the Earth?" And and I mean, here's these guys that are you know working on this giant ball earth and here's these guys over here that are you've got stars in the background and the spinning earth ball so i mean it's not hard for them to fake things back in the day either right it's not just you have the image with the camera track that goes around it yeah you mean the um yeah i can bring it up i think that was around them for the moon yeah they have a giant moon where they you know put in craters and everything and then they have a a little railroad track for a camera to orbit the moon it's the most obvious evidence of, of the fraud and people think oh no they use that to practice like, what do you mean that doesn't even make sense yeah. what are they practicing so let me see so like he's talking about this picture here oh wait i don't think i can sh- can i put it here no i can't hold on let me share a different screen let's go over here sean we were talking before the show about you know anything you hear in the news the opposite is probably true you know they're hiding um real flat earth information you google flat earth you're going to get all of the same garbage no matter what terms you put in there um, you put my channel name in there, my name, Jaren's name, flat earth, sunsets, sunrises, whatever. Um, you're going to get the same results every time. So what does that tell you? They don't want you to see this information. Go ahead, Jaren. Yeah. So here's this guy doing, you know, these guys are looking at, uh, this ball moon. This is, you know, an, an actual physical thing that they built. These guys are painting the moon identical to the real moon. They're trying to, again, with a track around it. This guy's making sure that everything is perfect, exactly to scale. None of these things, this guy's drawing, sitting in a chair, drawing the moon. Uh, they had to have it perfect. Why? What, what would that be? How would that be for practicing? Why would you need this track 
coming around with this ball here and this track going around with a little camera on it unless you're doing shots of the orbiting moon. Uh, so to me, it becomes clear of what was going on here and the way that they were doing all these tests and experiments. I'm trying to say I had a couple other ones here. But um, And then when we go look at the footage, it's exactly what you would expect, but people just don't want to face facts. They don't want to face the truth that uh, that we could have been lied to on such a large level. Um, is that the one you're talking Oh, here's some other, just some simulator stuff that they that was it. show us. That this is in like... A black room. This is a simulator showing that they could put this here and have this little half dome to where here's the plans for the track talking about the uh, projection sphere. Uh, okay, what is that for? Lunar orbit and letdown approach simulator. I mean, it's just, is this really what we think Armstrong was doing is simulating on? People say there's no evidence that we faked going to the moon. There's no evidence that the Earth is flat. The absolute opposite is true. There is countless evidence that we didn't go to the moon. There's countless evidence, proofs that we don't live on a ball. And there is none that support the globe or, or the fact that, you know, any human has ever been on a rocket other than, uh, you know, amateurs trying to jump canyons and killing themselves. This is the picture that many people have, you know, brought up and that is now repaired on NASA's site, but the earth is placed here. You can actually see the blocks right now. You can actually see that it's there. Now, you know, NASA says National Geographic did that or something, whatever. Um, but it's just there's so much evidence if you look through their images alone. And, you know, to think that we did something that they threw the technology away and it's, you know, a painful process to get back and they lost all the technology. Uh, and then when you see these pictures of this projection sphere, now go watch the landing and look at and go, oh, that's what they're using. It's, it's so clear because, I mean, see how weird this looks? This does not look like a real landscape. And then if you go watch them landing, it's not a real landscape. And then you'll see this here, uh, pictures like this. And then you watch this guy. Oh, I thought I had the picture right here. Where he's on the ground actually painting a physical model of it. Uh, so, I mean, this seems like it was quite an orchestrated event. Again, was it just because uh, Kennedy made that proclamation? You know, he died just three days after announcing that he wanted to join with the Russians and do a joint mission. I don't know if you know that. Mm. Uh, that's you know, It was three days after that that... Kennedy was shot. So, um, and many people don't even know that he made that speech where he's at the UN saying, oh, now we, we want to do a joint mission with Russia to the moon. Somebody didn't like that very much. So, again, hey. how about the Freemason connection? I don't know where your opinion is of Freemasons. I know some people have different opinions. Uh, for me, I don't like any kind of secret club or any kind of uh, you know thing that you have to take an oath and I'm going to protect my brothers and not these other people. And it certainly seems like all these guys were, were Freemasons going way back and um, even like Webb, right? Uh, from the uh, James Webb was a Freemason. Um, all the original astronauts seemed to be Freemasons. They took the Freemason flag up to the moon and named it Lodge 000 or something. Uh, Buzz Aldrin did that. Um, so just it's very peculiar to me that this is what we're given and what we have to believe, and you're not even allowed to question without them saying that you're a science denier. You know, how, yo, you're going to deny science, but you 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 deny it through a computer. It's like, well, there's a big difference between theoretical nonsense and my computer that I can actually see works and I can actually talk to people who work on them. I mean, we don't have anything like that with space. It's just believe it or else. Jaron, stop Jaron for a second. Let me, uh, let me show you one other thing on the moon. This is something Jaron found, and then I noticed something else in it. So we got the sun off to the side here. We can see that he's lit up, and now we're going to just pan to the right, pan to the right. The shadow was going to the right, and as we pan to the right, we're going to see him again. And his shadow's kind of going away from us now. Like the sun's almost behind the camera. 
And then we pan to the right, pan to the right, pan to the right. And all of a sudden we see his shadow is going towards the sun switch sides. So this is obviously a set with multiple lighting sources. Um, it's impossible that the sun was off to the left and now it's off to the right. But it's something else I noticed in here. When we look, watching his visor, there's two, there's four lights. Okay. In one second, you're going to see the first two. Here comes the first one. Two lights right there reflecting in his visor. And then as he turns his head, you're going to see all four lights um, in his visor. Uh, there is no explanation, you know, with the sun lighting it. They didn't bring extra lighting up there. One, two, three, four. Four lights in the visor. Okay. Yeah. That's showing that he's on a stage. That's all you really need to know that um, we didn't. We didn't go to the moon. It was all faked. And, you know, why, why would they fake the moon? Why, wh- what difference does it make? Well, they discovered, they made an announcement. Admiral Byrd, if you believe that story, said there's more land beyond Antarctica, uh, filled with resources. And at a time, you know, the whole, country, the whole world is fighting for resources and land. Everyone signs the agreement. You know, it was first a dozen countries. Now all the major countries have signed. Nobody can explore Antarctica. There's no people there. There's no plants there. There's no animals there. Just resources. But everyone agrees on two things in this world. You can't go to Antarctica and you have to get this thing stuck in your arm. Okay. That should raise every red flag, every red flag in the world. Right. So again, you know, why does flat earth matter? Why does the faking of the moon landing matter? It all goes together. It's to limit your thoughts. Yeah, we don't right? even realize it's, that the idea of the of the moon landing is ingrained in you from a young age, so that you look up in the sky and you think people can go live on giant rocks of balls in the sky. That's all it does. It's a, it's a preconditioning, so that when you oh well, if they can live on a giant, because otherwise, this is why people say, well, how could the Earth be flat? Everything in the sky is a sphere. The only reason they're able to say that is because they're very confused that we should be very proud of the place that we've been given to live, and then everything else is secondary. The things in the sky are secondary, and that they are meant for us for signs and seasons and things like that. Um, I want to show you one thing, Sean. The, I don't know if you've ever looked into the whole Saturn mission. Uh, let me show you here. So there we go. All right. So this is my... Um, if you just type in, and this is something anybody should be able to do, and you can tell your family and show them too. So if you just go to Cassini, just type in NASA Cassini, and you'll get to this page, which is the nasa.gov Cassini page. And if you go to images, this is going to show you what they consider to be Real images. Now, this one here that'll say is an illustration, but these ones here, Sean, they say that these are real images from the Cassini mission of the rings of Saturn. Let me just kind of cycle through some of these. Okay, that's supposed to be a real moon. This is supposed to be a real photograph taken from a satellite orbiting Mars. I mean, uh, Saturn. This is supposed to be tiny little rocks that are in orbit of the planet ever so perfect. Like, if one rock came out of order, it would crash into another one and the whole thing would go away. But it never happens. It's everything. Look at this. This is supposed to be real. This is not CGI. This is not them saying, oh, this is our artist rendition. These are supposed to be actual. This is actual, an actual photograph of Saturn. If, if I, I don't understand. If people believe this, they're so far gone that I don't even know if we should continue even trying to wake people up. That This is not going on in the sky. This is a... They can get a whole photograph of Saturn, but not of Earth. Right. Why, why don't we have pictures like this? There should be pictures of every angle of Earth. I mean, look at this. this is the moon Dion from the edge of the... This is supposedly the rings of Saturn, this little straight line. Oh, and it just so happens to be a perfectly straight line that's done with like some sort of image editor. Uh, this is yeah. supposed to be real. The shine of Encleatus. Uh, this is supposed to be a real image from the narrow band. This is supposed to be a real image of the thing. This is a real Dion image, real picture of Saturn. 
uh, real picture of Saturn. That's supposed to be real. Saturn's moon, Encleatus, drifts before the rings and the tiny moon, Pandora, in his view that NASA Cassini spacecraft captured on uh, November 1st. So it's like, to me, they people don't even realize that this is what they're backing. So like, I know when, every time we do a show, Sean, I go back and look at the comments and there's half the people that are just losing their mind, right? Oh, Jaron's such an idiot. Anybody who believes the Earth is flat is so dumb. And it's like, okay, I hope you know that you're backing this. Okay, so if you want to call me dumb and you're backing that this is a bunch of ice and rocks that are in perfect orbit of Saturn <clears throat> that are creating the rings and this little moon is fit right into this little opening. And I mean, it's just, to me, an embarrassment to the human race that we've fallen for this and continue to let them get away with it. This is supposedly some and, jets. Good. And for those people that are you know, looking at the comments, you're going to notice all of the haters, all they have is insults and uh, you know, ad homs and straw man arguments. They'll never offer a globe proof. They'll never offer a proof that NASA is in space. They'll just you know, make comments and they'll basically try to suck your energy out. Sean and I were talking before the show, and it's like it, it's exhausting to, to do all of this research because the trolls, the, 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 and they're not, when I say uh, trolls, I don't mean paid shills i say they're paid or possessed doesn't matter it's the same thing but they're literally trying to defend something that's undefensible and trying to suck your energy out so you just give up and a lot of people do give up sean but you're not one of them you 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 know you go on and on you lost your big youtube channel and you just keep you know persevering and uh, we appreciate that and i just remind people too to not expect us to have all the answers we're not even claiming to have all the answers it's i always use the equivalence of uh, if I went to my parents' drawers and I started, you know, shuffling through them, and I found an adoption certificate on dated on my date of birth, had my name on it, and basically says my parents adopted me. So now I've got evidence that I've been adopted, right? If I went to you guys and said, "Look, it looks, you know, I've been adopted," I mean, it'd be like you guys saying to me, "Oh yeah, well, who's your real family?" I'd be like, "I don't know. I just have evidence that I've been adopted." And then you'd say, "Well, we're not going to believe that nope. until you give us evidence of your real family." Like what? No, we we're going to keep calling that your your parents until you give. That's what the globe earthers are like. Until we give them a replacement of every single facet of the lie that they've been told, then they won't even look at flat earth. It's like, how could you expect that? Every uh, map that's been made, every expedition that's been done, all the Antarctic expeditions, all the North expeditions were all paid for by governments, monarchies, kings and queens. There's never been a private person to go and invest in these things. So they want us to do that. They're like, oh, where's your map of the earth? How the hell would we have that? What do you mean? We don't. I don't have millions of dollars to send a team out to go map Australia's coastline. But the governments did have that, and they took our money, and they used it to create the world that they wanted us to live in. And, you know, Sean, an interesting thing of why the lie. By the way, this is supposed to be a real video. This is a movie sequence of images from NASA's Cassini spacecraft as it went. It's just such a joke. Um, You know, when people talk about the lie, you know, what happened to people in the past when they were subjected to tyranny and things like that? Usually they got up and left, right? It's actually the story of the founding of this country. They were being subjected to stuff they didn't want to deal with in Britain, so they got on a boat and came over here. So what way would you go about implementing further draconian measures if people would just always move away from your tyranny? Well, what you do is you wrap the earth around a ball and you say, well, now there's nowhere to go. So now we all sit here and deal with this shit because, and the government just keeps coming down on us, but we think there's nowhere else to go. What if there's an unlimited amount of places to go? What if we were given an unlimited amount of resources to to live the lives that we want to live and we're actually spoiling our life away working for these guys who just came here and just took over the area, wrapped the earth in a ball and said, ha, now you live here. There's nowhere else to go. You have to work for us. You got to pay taxes and you got to die. That's the, the, the order of things. It's, it's, it would be pretty sad if we find out we had unlimited capabilities, unlimited resources. And instead we sat here and argued with each other because people don't want to see the truth that they've been lied to. 
It sounds crazy that there might be more land out there than what we're officially told. That sounds crazy, except for the fact that there are ancient maps, and not even maps that are ancient, but maps from a few hundred years ago that show a lot of territory that, in my mind, remains unexplained unless the official globe model that we're told, the globe as we're told view of the world, uh, unless that's wrong. Dave, do you want to show people some of those maps before we wrap this up? So, Sean, last time I was here, did we talk about Kiribati? No. Okay, so this is this going to be real quick. But uh, again, you know, we're talking about NASA for most of the show, and we're we're showing how they're faking everything. But we don't need to go um, where we can't go to prove the shape of the Earth. We don't need to go beyond sixty degrees south where we're not allowed to go to prove the shape of the Earth. It would prove the shape of the Earth, but we're stuck here. So. Um, we've done hundreds and hundreds of tests. Uh, Jaron is involved with a mirror flash. Like if you're flashing somebody with a mirror, you know, with the sun, with a mirror, right? If there's something in between you, like a building, they're not going to see the flash. But we sent mirror flashes from the beach across bodies of water that there should be, you know, a six story building in between the two of the, the mirror and the people can see it. There's no explanation. You can't use refraction. You can't use their, their normal excuses. But, um, let me just show you, uh, let me just show you this, um, this thing. So, so this was a map that was found, um, in a Buddhist temple. It was published in 1910, uh, in a Hawaiian newspaper that showed all of these other continents out there. Okay. Very interesting. And then, uh, a couple of flat earthers were looking, uh, on a separate note, looking at the shipping, uh, tracking site. There's, there's websites that'll show you all the cargo ships in the world, where they're going, size, captain's name, where, you know, what they have on them, when, when they left port, when they're expected. Just all the information. But they noticed deep inside of Antarctica, three, four, 500 miles, there was several ships in a kind of like a line deep, deep inside the shoreline of Antarctica. Wait a minute. How did they get inside the shoreline of Antarctica? Okay. So they click on one of the ships and there's very little information. It was 580 meters long, uh, 80 meters wide. That's a gigantic ship. That's huge. Right. And, uh, and they, and it, all it said was the size of the ship and it was registered in Kiribati. Have you ever heard of Kiribati? No. Sean? So where's Kiribati? Out here in the middle of the South Pacific. I had to put a pin on it because you can't even see it. That's a pin. That's not the island. We zoom in on it. And what do we see? What do we see? We see a sandbar. Okay. It's more than more than a sandbar. All of this is unoccupied. Just people live over here and over here. And now the, the U S government, um, the, uh, the China, they're saying it's the most important trade route. Wait, why do we need to stop at this little Island with a giant ship as an important trade route? And, and, and China gave them $10 billion recently. Okay. What is going on out there? One other quick note on Kiribati, they have the Captain Cook Hotel. Captain Cook is the guy that tried to circumnavigate, circumnavigate Antarctica. It took him three and a half years. He went 68,000 miles when it's supposed to be 13,000 around. It's kind of sounds like the earth is flat. Um, and, and so what, what is going on out there? Right. And there's, there's a lot more to it, but let me just go back to here for a second. So here's my contention, my theory. Again, I don't have proof of this. What if the island of Kiribati does have an important trade route to the extra terra, the extra land? out here maybe there's advanced civilizations out there maybe we're trading computer chips maybe we're getting technology maybe we're getting weapons maybe we're getting tuna fish maybe we're trading children i don't know what's going on here right maybe eggplants okay um the but the thing is how would you know you never even heard of Kiribati. okay 
You've never even, you've never even heard of it. And, and so real quick, the, um, if you look at time zones, you know, time, the earth is, you know, got 24 lines coming from the north to the south and it divides up in time zones and they should all be straight lines, but they're, for some reason, they're not right. If you look at the end, like the dateline, it's got this weird, it's got this weird cutout in it. And if you look at, if I zoom in on the one, uh, that's the craziest, this is a time zone line and it cuts around and where's Kiribati right there in the most suspicious place of all. What does all this mean? I don't know. A lot more research needs to be done, but why do all these countries in the world care about this island and as a trade route? What, what are we, what are we picking up there? I don't even have enough land to grow pineapples. Okay. What's going on there? I don't know. You know, another thing, Sean, that happened to me that I think people should know about is that a lot of people think our answer to this is FOIA requests, right? That we should be able to investigate some of this stuff. Well, I found a spacewalk that seemed to be completely and totally fake that was uh, supposed to be some golf ball uh, presentation or like promotion that they were going to hit a golf ball from the ISS steps. And all that you can find is this tiny little clip of a terrible thing that looks awful. And I said, well, where's the rest of the spacewalks? Usually I can find a spacewalk online. Couldn't find this one anywhere. So I requested a FOIA request to get that spacewalk, and it took them like eight months and the runaround and them losing my money twice. And I kind of have the whole thing, you know, uh, spelled out in a video where I'm like, look what I've had to go through. It ended up costing me 16 or 1800 bucks to get. And then what they sent me was just a bunch of blank video of outside views of the ISS. And they said, oh, it's because it was a Russian spacewalk. So that we don't have any cameras on the Russian side. So after sp- charging me $1,800, taking eight months, all I got was a whole bunch of footage of nothing. And it's like, okay, so if that's our answer to to, to these kind of uh, injustices or, you know, when government um, is basically lying to you, is that these guys, I mean, imagine if we had that kind of leeway where the government thought I was up to something, they thought I was maybe doing something illegal here, so they came to my door and said, hey, we need to look at all your paperwork for such and such. And I said, okay, come back in eight months, and I'll give you the paperwork. And then when they came back, I just gave them blank paperwork and said, yep, sorry, there was no, I don't actually have any uh, data on that. And then they're just supposed to leave and walk away and be like, okay, well, you did the best you could. That's what we're supposed to do with these guys. It's a joke. You'll never find anything in a FOIA request. I think that's a great way to wrap up this conversation because they literally lie to us about everything. So people will say, why would they lie about this? Why would they lie to us about going to the moon? Why would they lie to us about the nature of this thing we live on? Well, truly, guys, breaking news here, they lie about everything and then they cover up for the liars. This is breaking news, May 3rd, 2023 to the Honorable, I think we should use that term loosely, Merrick Garland. This is from uh, Senator Grassley and uh, James Comer, the Chairman of the Committee on Oversight and Accountability. Dear Attorney General Garland and Director Ray, we have received legally protected and highly credible unclassified whistleblower disclosures. Based on those disclosures, it has come to our attention that the DOJ and the FBI possess an unclassified FD-1023 form that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. Friends, that's called a bribe. It has been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose You guys can read the rest of the document right here. I'm coming back to my guests. Guys, all they do is lie to us. They rig and steal elections. They create bioweapons and call them vaccines. They tell us they went to the moon when we know they didn't. They lie about everything. I think that pretty much sums up 
this conversation today, guys. Why would they lie? Well, that's all they do is lie. And what you just showed is treason. That's what that is. It is. It is. A puppet president who committed treason while he was a vice president, and now he's the quote-unquote president committing more treason on a daily basis. And they just lie to the public? And I mean, I, I hate to blame one specific group, but it is the media's fault. The media has a job to do, and that job is to dig into stories and to expose corruption. And if anybody thinks that's actually still going on, they're they're you know painfully just confused. I mean, all the media has done is to promote the vaccine, and then you find out you know that they're uh, being financed by Pfizer. If the, if people don't recognize a conflict of interest and know that right away we have to stop that, instead of going around and telling us all that we should do what they're doing, which is follow big pharma and and the government. I mean, Sean, do you know the amount of evidence that it would take me to side with the American government and big pharma? over other citizens of this country. I mean, it would be insane. And these guys didn't need any evidence. They just needed the talking heads on TV to tell them that everybody should put a mask on. And then they went around filming us and putting us on TikTok and uh, basically (laughs) defending the government and big pharma over uh, fellow citizens of the country. It's insane. Yeah. No, it's literally insane. It is uh, a sickness. And uh, you know what? If we lose this country, well, what do we have left? We don't have our freedoms. We don't have our liberties. We don't have our future. Dave, You can say your final words, absolutely, but I want to let people know they can find you at flatearthdave.com and tell people about the app, and then we'll turn it back to Jaron to tell us how we can find his stuff. Thanks, Sean. The, you know, when you, when you see how censored uh, Flat Earth is, that should really make you curious, and that actually has woken up a lot of people when they're like, wait a minute, they're hiding Flat Earth? Now I'm, now I'm willing to take a look. And uh, once you look and, and the question you're going to ask, once you realize that all of the proofs that you thought you had are, is why the lie? Once they're all dismissed, you say, why the lie? And that's the best question of all. In the app, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, uh, on the Frequently Asked Questions page, there is a why the lie button. I encourage people to go there, check it out. The app's $3. It's bringing people together. We're about to hit 100,000 people on the, on the Friend Finder, where you can literally find other people near you, message them, start new groups. Uh, it's literally uniting people together and now that this is getting so big, we actually have the ability to make a difference. You know, if uh, everybody with the app, you know, started doing stuff at the same time, I think that we have an incredible um, ability to, to change things. So if you think Flat Earth is stupid, ask yourself, what's your number one reason that we, you think we live on a globe? And then check the frequently asked questions to make sure that it's an actual reason. Um, as I always say, Sean, I offer three Bitcoins for one globe proof. And I, I'm still holding that that up. And uh, so check it out, flatearthdave.com. You can find my YouTube channels there, my my Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, D-I-T-R-H YouTube channel, all short videos. If you look, I don't have time for this. I got really short videos there. All my links are are on flatearthdave.com. And John, I want to thank you. You've had us on, um, I lost track, five, six times now. And uh, the first time you got a lot of heat, a lot of heat. But now the comments are turning around. People are waking up. You know, people like you, Peggy Hall, Stu Peters, Mel Fabregas from Veritas, uh, James English uh, from uh, um, Anything Goes with James English in the UK. He's a huge channel. Coast to Coast AM and even Alex Jones. They've all had me on. They're all talking about Flat Earth now. And as soon as this floodgate breaks, we're going to go into the real um, unveiling of the truth, aka apocalypse, because it will be a crazy time, but that's where a new earth is born. Um, and so check that out. And then Jaron has an amazing summit that's coming up. I'll let Jaron tell you about that. 
Thanks for that, Dave. I appreciate those kind comments. I'm always glad to have you guys on. You're very interesting people, and I consider <laughs> you friends. So why not hang out for a couple hours with friends? I appreciate it. And thanks, cool. Sean, by the way, for I know you, you've uh, you know talked about our summit the last couple times I've been on the show. So thank you for that because you have gotten some signups. And so hopefully those people have been happy. But we do have some summits that we run about three times a year. And we have some great speakers, you know, Amanda Volmer, Avocado Wolf, uh, High Impact Flicks has been there. Santos Bonacci is coming this year. Um, Crow Triple Seven was there last year. We had the guy Foundering who did the music like Speed of Science. He's done a couple other songs. Uh, he's been great. Marty Leeds. So anyway, all these guys, they come, they present for an hour. Uh, and it's been fantastic so far and people have really enjoyed it. And we just wanted to thank you so much for sending people that way. And if people are interested, uh, right now we just are sending people to Thames.live. The next one is June 23rd and 24th. And uh, it's really inexpensive, and you're also uh, helping the person who sent you there. So if you do go with Sean, you can enter his name as the person who sent you, and then he gets a little kickback from that. Uh, so it's been great so far. We're able to help some of these creators who are having a hard time. Uh, we're able to pay them a little bit of money to come and present their best information. And so far, the people have been really happy because I think sometimes we forget that people don't have eight hours a, a day to watch videos or to have even eight hours a week to watch videos, right? And I do more content than that a week. I do more than eight hours. So people don't have time to watch all that stuff. So these these summits are a good way for people who don't have a lot of time to sit down and get kind of the best of in a two-day session uh, where you get all the you know entertainment, you get comedy. We had Owen Benjamin. We've had Alex Stein. We've had Sam Tripoli. So it's um, a fantastic event and people are really enjoying it and our you know attendance keeps growing. So we hope to see some more people there. Like I said, the next one's not until June uh, 23rd, 24th, and uh, you can find that at Thames, T-E-M-M-S dot live for now. All right. I appreciate that. I want to just say a couple of things here. I know we're trying to wrap this up. We're going real long here, guys. But uh, I was going to mention the name Owen Benjamin because I think if anybody's ever listened to the guy, his long format stuff, even his short stuff, he's extremely intelligent. Anybody that would say otherwise is probably a dumb person. (laughs) That said, I just listened to an interview uh, yesterday Viva Fry and Robert Barnes, in which Robert Barnes specifically called Owen Benjamin batshit crazy, which I took offense to. But since you were mentioning names, you also mentioned the name Amanda Vollmer. I've had Amanda Vollmer on. If we're talking about the same person, she's extremely, yep. I would almost call her rigid in her thinking and her approach to interviews. And I mean that in a complimentary way. She is very analytical. She's very data-driven. So, you look, I call myself a globe, as we're told, skeptic. Okay, I'm not a flat earther. I'm a globe, as we're told, skeptic, because I don't buy the official math or the official narrative. So I'm doing exploration here. Are you guys saying Amanda Vollmer? Is she on board with the flat earth thing? Oh, 100%. 100%. I had, I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yeah, and there's a lot of other big names in the health field that you can probably figure out they're um they're on board too but they're kind of keeping it in the closet right now because they're focusing on getting their message out about you know the v word and uh the you know the the all, all of that stuff so again that, that's hollywood. no problem but yeah more, yeah big big people in hollywood like they have their own show named after them spun off of another show about a bar all right there's all sorts of people Okay. Um, but they're slowly coming out and I think it's going to go faster and faster and faster. So the thing is, don't believe anything we say. Go verify it yourself. All right. Check out Jaren's channel from Jaronism uh, on YouTube. Check out the flatearthdave.com links to all of that stuff. Links to when you forget the website for Jaren's, uh, um, conference, it's on my website, flatearthdave.com. Okay. Cause it, true earth mountain summit is the, is the initials. So they, I just make it, it easy. Yes, but they call us, I just want to say, they, they call us, you know, crazy, we're conspiracy theorists, we're, we're, we're nuts, right? But 
I mean, the the nutty belief is the one that says we see back in time that we're flying through space, that the water doesn't fall off a globe, that where you have an atmosphere. To, it's so funny that they just invert everything. So now, mm-hmm. just saying that we don't move, just saying that the Earth is stationary, because it, it feels because all of our senses tell us that. Right. So now they've just flipped it on its head and people actually go around screaming it. You're crazy. You're an idiot if you believe these things. Yeah, but there are NASA documents that say that. <laughs> right? NASA, there are you know, NASA documents that say we are in a, on a stationary plane. Right. Well, yep. And we're not well, moving through space and time. Dave not and just NASA, about- the, the, the FAA, you know, they do all of their testing on a flat, non-rotating plane. That's our model, not their model, because their model doesn't work. Right, we're about the F-22, and we're like, if somebody was flying that plane and thought the Earth was curved, they'd be dead. They, they have to fly it as if the Earth's flat. It's the only way that would work. The, 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 the SR-71 yeah. spy plane goes uh, just over 2,000 miles an hour. They would have to nose down to follow the curve of the Earth 800 feet per second. 800, that's eight, is that eight, 80 stories per second. Okay, just to follow the curve of the Earth at that speed. That's crazy. Let me tell one other thing. So TrueEarther.com is a uh, app. You can get it on the App Store as well, or you can get it online. And it has all these summits that we're talking about. And right now, the Mount Maru one, which is the one from November, it's the one Dave spoke at, November of last year. That's all for free. So you can just go to TrueEarther.com, and you can watch the Owen Benjamin comedy part. You can watch Amanda Vollmer's presentation. You can watch David. They're all, it's all free for the uh, Mount Maru one. So just go to TrueEarther.com, and we've changed the name to True Earth for that one reason, is that people hear Flat Earth and they wig out, so we we call it True Earth, and that kind of encompasses more people like you, Sean, right? You would fit better as a True Earther rather than a Flat Earther, which is just saying that you are a globe skeptic, and you're about the truth. You're about the True Earth. You want to know about the True Earth. Yeah, I think that's smart. Guys, look, I really appreciate your time today. Obviously, we went longer than I normally go, but that's cool. I mean, it's an enjoyable conversation for me. I hope the audience got something out of it. And, of course, I'll try to remember to leave the links below. Guys, thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate you. Dave, thank you, sir. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being a brave leader uh, in truth. Thank you so much. I appreciate your compliments. You're such a good guy. And, uh, Jaron, it's been nice to get to know you over the past few months, and I guess it's been even a couple of years since you've been on. I appreciate your work, and you're still on YouTube, right? Jaronism on YouTube? Yep, still there for now. All right. All right. <laughs> Anywhere else? Yeah, well, Rockfin. I mean, uh, but you can just find me, jaronism.com, and then you know, it gives you all my links and stuff from there. Okay. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Take care. Thanks. All right. All right. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're still with us, thank you so much. If you want to leave a constructive comment below, we'd sure appreciate that. If you want to troll us, well, you can do that as well. And uh, I guess I'd remind you guys for real news every single day, just visit us directly at sgtreport.com, the antidote to corporate propaganda and all those mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. I can't say strong enough. We have been living a fiction for the last two years. The oaths of office, they are not published in the Federal Register. The regulations promulgated by those people are not published in the Federal Register. It's all a facade. Those aren't laws. Stop following them. Don't call them laws anymore because they are not. It's all fake. It's all fake. Exactly right.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.